Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. I'm Mark Hamilton, your host, and today we'll look at our weather and boy, it's been hot. Also today we talked to Wendy Schuler, and we're going to talk about fairness in women's sports. And today we close with a couple heroes rescuing a man stuck in a hole in Basin, Wyoming. Glad that you got on board today and hope you enjoy our show. Taking a look at Wyoming weather, the weather definitely is hot. July has just been hot and it looks like it's going to continue this way. Has some extreme warm temperatures, a lot of wind. So uh, the green grass that we have out there, it won't stay around long if this continues. And then we'll get into some potential fire dangers. But right now it's definitely hot. If you like warm weather, you can enjoy it. Now we're only getting in the 90s. We don't have a lot of humidity. Forecast for the state of Wyoming looks like warm weather with some storms in between. But uh, get that sunscreen out and stay cool. We had an opportunity to catch up with Wendy Davis Schuler. Wendy is the Wyoming Senator from District 15 for Uintic County. She is a retired teacher and a coach and a member of the 1976 Women's Olympic basketball team. Let's go off that interview. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. We've got a lot of lot of subjects to cover today and be rather interesting, and I'm pretty excited about this interview. So I guess the first question is, why did you decide to get into politics? Well, interesting enough, I think it goes clear back to possibly when I went to Girl State. Um, I had a great experience down there, ran for an office and, and won and just enjoyed it. And I think the fact that I got to hear some of the greats at that time in women's uh, politics, Thyra Thompson and Berta James and some of those folks, uh, I was just so impressed uh, with them and, and the way they, they carried, carried themselves and handled themselves. And it was just great to see women uh, doing great things at, at the state level. And so I thought, well, someday, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do this. And our, of course, the last day of real estate, they take you over to the Capitol. You get to sit in your, your uh, senator seat. And, and, and it was just, it was amazing. And I think that probably start, sparked my interest early. Um, and then I, I, I actually switched into political science for a short time at the University of Wyoming, um, thinking maybe that would be something I would, I would uh, major in. I, mm-hmm. I didn't stay in it. But um, uh, actually, so it's been in the back of my mind for a long time. And then I, I uh, served it in my school district, uh, you know, with a number of um, positions, leadership positions. And people said, gosh, you've got a lot of opinions and you're, you have a lot of strong opinions, actually. And they said, you should run for office. And I go, I've thought about it. But honestly, right. I think what kept me back is, um, you know, I, I, I was doing some coaching, as you've mentioned before, and uh, start having kids. And so, uh, you know, my life just got so busy. I just didn't feel like I could could do it earlier. I kind of wished I had, but uh, maybe it worked out the way it needed to work out. So uh, being in the legislature, how did you feel about the 2022 session? Uh, how do you think it went? Actually, uh, when I gave a few legislative reports here in our communities, in our, our county, I, I called it the good, the bad, and the ugly session. Uh, That's interesting. We did some good things. Yeah, we did some good things. Honestly, Uh, certainly we passed a budget that I thought was fiscally responsible and 
actually uh, our budget that we passed is about the same as the budget was 10 years ago. And so for those people who say, you know, we haven't been trying to streamline our, our services and our agencies and that sort of thing, I, I would beg to differ with them because we, we have a, a budget that's as the same as it was 10 years ago. So we had to cut, unfortunately, last year a lot more than we did this year. But still, I think we're doing, we're headed in the right direction and we're streamlining things. We're, we're I think we're getting more bang for our buck, quite honestly. Uh, the bad was, I think that the whole deal with redistricting, it, it, uh, it started out okay. I think the uh, Joint Corporations Committee did a lot of work. Um, unfortunately, we got down there and there was some, you know, I think there was some backdoor dealings going on and which I wasn't privy to, but uh, I felt like our county uh, came out of it okay. Uh, there were certainly some things I would like to have done a little bit differently, but, you know, for the most part, I think you and a county came out of it unscathed. Um, but gosh, it, it just, it, you know, we went to the final hour and still trying to do what we should have had done really almost before we got there, uh, a better idea of a redistricting. And so that was the part that was kind of bad. And, and then the ugly part, honestly, was just the fact that I think our politics have just begun, have really become quite divided. And we have some factions in both the Senate and the House that are, that are quite, um, Fractious. I mean, they're they're uh, they're almost uh, angry to the point of let's we can't get things done. I think we we get stuck uh, because uh, we don't want to work together and collaborate. We don't want to try to meet somewhere in the middle on on different topics and different bills and and so some things I think that could have gone through. You know, it just gets hung up with politics, and that and that's the unfortunate part. You know, it, it's interesting you said that, and I don't know right now with where we are politically and as far as the country, it just seems like that that's our number one issue is finding a middle ground. Everybody's on one side or the other, but it's trying to, I don't know the, the reason with people anymore, it just seems to be out of control or just hard to do. So I, I can feel what you're saying there with your session. So now let's talk about like the big ticket item you had at the uh, legislatures this last year was fairness in women's sports. Kind of run us through that, um, what you did in the last session and, and what you'd like to do going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, this bill uh, is something that I, I'm, I'm very passionate about. And, and actually, it probably is the reason that I decided to run again for re-election because we didn't quite get it across the finish line. Um, you know, I was one of those uh, athletes that had to sit on the sideline as a youngster. Um the female athletes in Wyoming and other parts of our country, uh, we just didn't have the same opportunities. I, I remember playing um, little league baseball with my brothers and my dad was actually the coach and our, our team made it all the way to a, a regional playoff down in Utah. <clears throat> and we got there and um, some guy comes up to my dad and says, you know, she can't play. The girls are not allowed. And I, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> uh, you know, it was it was just uh, devastating to me. And so that that kind of really put a kind of a burning desire in me to try and see if we can make some changes. And so even in high school, the high school boys basketball coach had asked me if I would come and play on the boys team as a freshman. And, uh, you know, I was a little iffy, but I went and practiced with them. And he said, you know, there's not a girls team right now. And you're as good as your brothers and your cousins. And I, I don't know that I was, but he he thought so. <laughs> so. Anyway, he uh, he actually petitioned, uh, was going to petition the school board, and he talked to the superintendent, and the superintendent said no. 
he said, why don't we just leave it alone for now? Next year, he said, I'll see if we can't get something going for the girls. And um, so we did kind of get some uh, more than just intramurals. We actually started getting a little bit of competition with some other schools in our area. And so I think that was good to, to kind of at least uh, give me a chance to get my foot in the door. And um, I still loved playing with the guys. I mean, they, they, they played quick and fast and, and I, I loved the, the playing with it, those kind of athletes. It, I think it made me better, actually. But anyway, uh, so we got a chance to play and uh, participate in a, in a very limited fashion early. And then uh, do you want me to talk about the University of Wyoming going to that point? Uh, I went down there and they were just, again, uh, in the early stages of, of getting the sports off the ground. Uh, they were under the AIAW at that time, not the NCAA. Um, and uh, it, it was, you know, they had just barely started maybe two years before I got there. Uh, but again, it was very limited. And once I was there, I think it really, I saw that the kind of the fruits of the labor of some of those women uh, coaches that really from University of Wyoming that, that kind of got out and, and really made some things happen for us. And uh, by the time I was a junior, uh, I remember talking to the Red Jacoby, who was the uh, athletic director at the time saying, you know, we, we, we need to have the same kinds of facilities or at least have the opportunity to compete in the same facilities, not, not in a smaller gym, not in a uh, cracker box. You know, we should be able to uh, go on the school um, cars and, and the buses and, you know, not necessarily, I wasn't really, we weren't asking for air travel, but gosh, get us, get us there with, so that we're not in our coaches' cars, you know? And so anyway, I think uh, they finally, uh, because of title nine, that's really what, what pushed the ball forward for us uh, because then everybody had to kind of step up to the plate and say, oh, yeah, equal opportunities for women. And so it was great. Uh, enjoyed my time there. Got to uh, go on and actually I try, got to try out for the Pan American Games. Had an injury down there. It seems like injuries follow me around, but then uh, got the opportunity to uh, um, try out for the Olympics. And, uh, and that was absolutely a, a wonderful experience in my life. And had I not been injured, um, I would have been able to go and and uh, receive the silver medal. Hopefully, um, I would have been able to be a part of that. And uh, unfortunately, I broke my foot after I'd already made the team. And they gave me the opportunity to go as an alternate. And I just didn't feel quite right about it because I, I felt like, well, what if they what if they really do have to go down to 10, 11, 12 players because of fouls or something? And like I said, it's one of those decisions that I've kind of looked back on and thought, you know, should I have gone? It It's at times I regret it and at times I feel like, well, maybe that's just how it was supposed to be uh, because I concentrated on being a coach and, and uh, getting some girls programs going in my corner of the state. So um, all in all, it worked out okay. I still uh, have in contact with some of those players from that uh, 76 team. And, and again, uh, it, it, it was a great experience just to be able to compete with them and, and be able to practice with them and, and have that opportunity. So that kind of pushed you forward with your with the, the bill that you introduced in the legislature, then the fairness in women's sports, I guess. Yes, it did. I, you know, I'd, I'd had a couple of, of uh, constituents contact me and uh, one of them had a daughter that was in middle school, one in high school, and they had been competing over in, in Utah. And they came back and said, listen, uh, we, our kids are competing against some some transgender athletes and it's just not right. It's not fair. And I said, really, I I. I didn't know that. I didn't really realize that that, that was happening. I, I guess I was had my head in the sand on that deal. But anyway, I started looking into it a little bit more and started understanding that, yeah, it's it's happening. 
and uh, looked at kind of what Idaho was doing and some other states that were just barely getting in on the process. And I thought, yeah, we we probably need to to take a look at this. And so I did some more research and uh, it, actually, I, I think my bill would have gone through, but because it was a budget session, we ran out of time. And, uh, and honestly, there, there were some, a little bit of politics involved there. Uh, the Senate, we went an extra day and all eight bills that we passed on that last day just never made it out of the House. Don't know if that was uh, political or what, but I did talk to the Speaker of the House and I, I think part of it was just a timing issue, but I did have uh, support over there. In fact, I, I did have a representative that tried to, to get the uh, leadership over there to bring it out of the drawer. And it didn't, it fell short by a couple of votes. And so, um, but I think the support is there. And I had folks tell me, bring it back. You've got to bring this back. We need this. We, it's going to get worse. And in my research, that's what I'm seeing. Um, in fact, as it turns out, uh, there was a, a transgender athlete that competed at state track this year that actually, well, at regional track, excuse me, that actually, you know, bumped a girl or two from uh, the regional playoffs in, in high jump. And I had probably about eight or 10 phone calls on that. And mm-hmm. people are saying, hey, what can we do about this? These parents are, this isn't right. And I said, well, we're, we're working on it um, for now. Just talk to the high school activities uh, commissioner and let him know how you feel, because we, we do need to stay vigilant with this. And so that, that's really the reason I want to bring it back, because it is happening in their state. And that's just one example. Now, what is the state policy? What's right. Well, I mean, high school activities association uh, policy right now just says that uh, basically if a, if, a, if a boy wants to just identify as a female, he can compete as long as that school approves it. And my worry, and I've talked with Ron about this, Ron Laird, and just said, um, gosh, so in this situation, it was at a school in my district, uh, Jackson, I believe, is the school district that approved it. So then all the other schools in our region have to deal with that. And, uh, and, and so I remember talking to, when I was doing some research on this, I talked to a couple of girls uh, that were on our basketball team. Uh, I think we were playing Cody and there was a kid from Cody that uh, stepped up and dunked the basketball a couple of times. And I turned around to the girls. I said, man, how would you like it if this guy played against you next year? And they said, well, he can't do that. I said, yeah, he can. If he decides to identify as a female, he doesn't even have to go through a transition. He could be competing against you next year if his school district decides that that's okay. I said, would you guys be okay with that? And they said, no, that's not fair. And so that's really the genesis of the bill. It's, it's all about fairness. It's all about a level playing field. And, and biology is part of it. You know, um, the research that I've done, even if um, some of these guys go through testosterone suppression for two and three years, it does not take away much of the advantage, maybe 15% to 20% at best. It doesn't, uh, if they're 6'2", they're still 6'2". If they have big heart and lungs, and a bone structure that's amazing, uh, and they're stronger to begin with, longer arms, uh, you know, like the, the swimmer we've heard so much about from the University of Pennsylvania, it doesn't change much. So it really is an unfair advantage for the females that are biological females, and it, it's not right. So I, I hope to bring it back if I get reelected, and maybe we can, we can get it done this time. The way I chimed in on it, uh, I had lived in Montana, and with the women's sports and with wrestling, they actually had the boys and girls wrestling together. It caused some issues, and they finally started a, a division just for girls. And so I think from the decision that FINA, the uh, International uh, Swimming Association, they passed the bill to ban the transgender swimmers 
unless I think there's some guidelines that starting at 12 years or before, I think there are some stipulations and they did say about just having a division for transgender athletes, which I think is the answer to me. That's exactly right. I, I agree with you on that 100%. I had some people during the session that, that you know, uh, the ACLU and women equality and that, you know, they're just saying, they're, they, what are these guys going to do? What, what What's for them? And I said, well, maybe we need to have their own, you know, competitive uh, area for them. Uh, and I think what FINA has done or FINA, however you pronounce it, uh, I think what they've done is a step in the right direction. They've, they've got an open uh, category now. And uh, you know, the other thing I mentioned to some of the folks that were against the bill is, you know, they can still compete as males. You forget about that, but no one wants to see that. They, they don't want that. It's okay for them to compete against females, the biological females, but no one wants them to, to go back in that, in that other lane. And so um, I, that's why I said, maybe we just need to have another lane. I mean, we have we have Special Olympics, we have Paralympics, you know, maybe we just need to have a, another lane for those folks that want to go through that process. So let's talk about election coming up, running for re-election for your district. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I, uh, like I said, I was a little, you know, a little unsure, a little on the fence, saying, do I want to do this again? It's four years, it's quite a commitment, but I've enjoyed it. I've liked it. I, I think I've done a good job. I, I feel like I have. And I've worked hard, you know, never missed a day, never missed a vote. I, I really try to listen to my constituents and and um, stay up with what, what, what they would like to see. And uh, so it, it was a tough situation. But I had, again, had a lot of people just kind of pushing me a little bit. You need to do this. You're, you're doing a good job. And and so I just needed that little push. And then also this this fairness in women's sports bill. I think that also was another impetus for me to to give it another shot. So yeah, my, my, um, uh, the person that's running against me, uh, it was kind of surprised actually by it. Uh, he was uh, our house representative. And uh, I think, you know, the only thing I can, I can really say, cause we we've talked um, he's, he's a little, he's a little further to the right. I consider him a, a bit more extreme than I am. Uh, his ideology is quite different. I mean, he thinks uh, Wyoming should be a sovereign state and I think he would, love to see us secede from the, you know, the union if, if it was his brothers. Uh-huh. But right. I mean, that, that's just a bit too much for me to, to swallow. I'm a conservative and I think I, I um, do a good job of voting um, in that area. And I, but again, we're a little different. He's, um, uh, you know, he's, he's had some gun bills that he's brought. Um, the, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, he signed on with uh, Senator Bouchard. And, you know, I, I'm all about, uh, protecting our second amendment rights, all of our amendments and, and first and second amendment obviously are, are two of the most important. And so I've never voted against anything that would give anyone any pause, I don't think in the, those areas in, in my uh, community and my county. So I, it just, maybe it's just a little difference in, in um, where we are uh, politically. And uh, I, I, when I, I only made one campaign promise when I was out beating the streets the last time. And I said, I will just try to do my best to represent everyone in my county. I mean, we have uh, not quite 20,000 in our district. And that's a lot of people and they all think a little differently. And uh, so when I get a phone call from someone and, you know, uh, a veteran or a, a teacher or a, a rancher or whatever else, I don't say, gosh, are you a Democrat or Republican? Or are you a moderate? Or are you, you know, this or that or whatever? I just say, what can I do to help you? And uh, that's that's really my biggest uh, uh, goal is to just try to help the folks over here and to, to be a good, uh, strong support for you in a county in the state. I guess being in the legislature is about like being a high school 
basketball coach, I guess. Uh, you'll, you'll get the phone calls from the parents that you're not doing it right or you should do something different. Well, good luck in that. I just uh, talking with you and reading some of the stuff. I know you do a great job and and the people of, of your district would be well served by reelecting you. So well, thank you so much. Well, Wendy, again, probably about out of time, kept you too long. But again, I thank you for being on. I knew the coaching side that we probably could talk for another hour on coaching and stuff. Enjoy it so much. But again, thank you for what you do for the state of Wyoming. Uh, I think it's uh, that uh, you should be recognized for serving. I think that's something that people have to do and that you've stepped up. And again, we want to wish you good luck in your reelection. And we hope that we can maybe talk to you again, uh, maybe next session. Uh, and kind of look and see where they stand with our fairness and women's sports. So again, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. And like I said, I've had a chance to listen to some of your podcasts and you do some amazing things. So thanks for what you do. We appreciate you. All righty. Thank you. Just a note on today's interview, there is a part two, which we'll be playing on our show next week. Today we're going to take a look at a feel good story. This came from the Basin Republican wrestler and the story was by Tammy Keeley. Mike Delos and Mark Christofferson weren't expecting to become heroes when they started their shift at the town of Basin on Tuesday morning a few weeks ago, but that is exactly what happened. An elderly North Basin resident had been digging a trench on his property to repair a water leak. The resident dug the trench by hand to a depth of approximately five and a half feet when he found himself stuck upside down and unable to get out of the hole. Luckily for the gentleman, Christofferson and Delos, who had shut the water off to the residents, per the homeowner's request the week before, came along to check the progress of the trench and repair. They found the homeowner in trouble. Surprised to find the resident stuck headfirst in the trench and calling out for help, Christofferson stated, I kind of panicked at first, unsure of the man's condition or how long he had been trapped in the hole. Christofferson called for Delos to assist. The duo worked together, pulling the senior out by his legs until he was free. I probably wouldn't be standing here if it weren't for them, said the 89-year-old Basin resident who declined medical treatment after his rescue. Delos, the public work foreman, said it is fortunate he and Christofferson were able to assist the resident, but also recognized the danger of taking on these types of projects. He recommends utilizing a professional whenever possible, but if a homeowner decides to do the work, they should make sure to let someone know when they are doing it and have a person check in on them. A rather precarious position this gentleman got into, and it's rather amazing this 89-year-old man had dug this hole to five and a half feet, and luckily for him, these two heroes from Basin, Wyoming came along. Thanks everyone for joining us today. And we hope you enjoyed our show. As per the Code of the West, we ride for the brand and we ride for Wyoming here at Let's Talk Wyoming, your everything Wyoming podcast.